Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shithead? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G. Standing six foot two, three hundred and seven pounds. He's trying, folks, from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's Cabris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, from A Star Is Born. Abortion is healthcare. Okay, that is more topical than you as a reference. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur is snoring in the living room. He's no longer allowed in the studio because he is audible on podcasts. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, first time guest, pop to talk to him. We got it from the Through Podcast. We got Cody Hoffmuckle. Oh, man. Hello. Hello, it's, sir. It's, it's amazing to watch a, a master of their craft at work. I just I, felt like that was a spiritual experience. You can't grow up watching pro wrestling and listening to shock jocks and not yep. insert that it, into your career. Yeah, shock jock was my first was my first thought. I had some pro wrestling in there too. So <laughs> thank yeah. you. Why? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, pro wrestling in the streets, shock jock in the sheets, if you will. <laughs> uh, Cody, I'm so stoked to have you on the podcast, and you are. For the listeners, a total stranger to me, <laughs> but uh, I'm still so amped. I I got you know your publicity team reached out to me, told me about your most recent project, and it got me super amped. So we'll we'll do official plugs at the end. But do you want to just tell tell my listeners like what through is and what the pro what the physical part is and what the show is real quick because uh, it's going to be I uh, have a lot to do with the topic at hand. Sure. It's it's I guess through is the reason I have a publicity team, which is <laughs> weird to say, but uh it's my <laughs> podcast I uh made about my through hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. So the Pacific Crest Trail goes from Mexico to Canada through California, Oregon, and Washington. It's two thousand six hundred fifty miles. And every year hundreds of people start from Mexico uh with their dream set on Canada and they walk the whole thing. And I, so I spent five months hiking it uh, last year, 2022. Jesus yeah. Christ. That is, 
Uh, so I'm sure I have some listeners in LA who are like, I hike three days a week. Yeah, we we go to Runyon, get you know, hit the vape and do like a <laughs> two and a half mile loop. But Cody, that is five months of hiking. Five months of hiking. Five five months of hiking. You know, a lot of a lot of playing around too. Like you know, you go into town, you take days off, you meet a lot of people. But yeah, for like ninety percent of it is just walking with a backpack every single day. Dude, this is. This intrigues me so much. So listeners of the podcast know this, but Cody might not. So I'll catch you up in my like since the pandemic, a kid who grew up like I was a beach bum my whole life and like a suburb suburbs kid being on Long Island. We don't have a lot of like nature nature besides the beach. But coming to L.A., Southern California, I found and I went camping for the first time as like a 38 year old man. And (laughs) now I've been camping a few times. I own a tent. I own a big backpack with the fucking camelback built in. And I've turned into a little bit of like an outdoorsy type. So backpacking really intrigues me. A good friend of mine, Vincent, who's probably listening because he's a I told him about this uh, episode. Uh, is a backpacker and like I'm not fully on that level yet but I love talking to him about like what gear and what food he's bringing and shit on his like he goes on like a few like four day five day uh, uh, state park adventures and shit Mm -hmm. but I couldn't even imagine what packing on the what the long haul of that is like that's like a gear a gearheads like freak out five months it's like what Arcteryx jacket will last five Uh months Uh you know like and be yeah. not carry smell and not be heavy and not and and be versatile weather wise. I'm so I'm so curious. So t- talk to me a little bit about what you pack for a sure. five month event or how you prep in general. I'm sure you had to fucking excuse me. I curse a lot, but sure you had to do some physical training and, uh, you know, a lot of like time on your feet b- before you kick this off, too. Yeah, man, I was a lot like you. I was I was late to the camping game and uh, yeah, I, I camped for the first. I don't know. I was like. I was like 25, but I didn't camp as a kid or anything. And um, I uh, actually the the idea to hike the trail came about because I was heading out to a, a meditation retreat in California, and I started to research camping gear. And I found like these like subreddits and like this corner of the internet that was ultralight backpacking. And it's like gear nerds and and people that are super into what you were saying, like getting the lightest gear, getting like the best quality gear. And like, I didn't need that kind of stuff, but it's just like a very like nerdy, dorky, uh, passionate part of the internet. And then I saw these people that did these wild five month hikes on these long trails. And uh, so I started to research a lot of that gear and eventually got the idea to hike the trail. And once I knew I was going to do it, I, I really, they say like, you can't really prepare, like let go of your right. planning because you're going to get out there and everything's going to change. But I didn't listen to that. Like I had spreadsheets and like you you go to like the surveys of people that have hiked the trail before you find what backpacks they're using everything is two three hundred dollars like is an expensive hobby you uh you find what stuff weighs there's like software where you can put like your perspective weight of your pack and all your shit in and (laughs) like you you dial it in to what you think works for you you know oh i like this backpack you know there's like you know, five to 10 popular lightweight backpacks to choose from. And like, everybody uses this jacket. So I'm going to get this one. And, you know, uh, do I take rain pants? I decided no. Uh, And so it's like this combination of like weight and comfort. And so, um, and the, in terms of like physical preparation. So I, before I hiked, lived in San Antonio, Texas with my parents, uh, (laughs) like 
uh, I had like moved back home. This whole like life change situation. San Antonio is like maybe Flat? the flattest, yeah, <laughs> flattest. Most we we lived by a hill within walking distance. That was like the highest place in the county, and I think it was like eight hundred feet in elevation or something <laughs> like that. And it went one mile around. So truly, like I started to hike 10, 11, 12 miles in a circle <laughs> around that hill, and then eventually I got all my gear and started to like, what would it be like to hike twenty miles? So I just fucking like I walked uh as much as I could all the time um and then when I got out there I found out it was true like you can only plan so much because like it all went out the window and <laughs> now uh, yeah. what's what's your what's your background before this when you said like uh crazy life change moment like what were you doing uh before this or so that? yeah yeah what so like I was in Dallas Texas uh that's where I lived most of my adult life so um about age 18 to 27 i was in dallas and i was involved in the the comedy scene there dallas comedy house improv sketch got like deeply embedded you know in the scene performing writing teaching coaching bartending and <laughs> they uh, go hand in hand uh, that sounds yeah, like yeah, that sounds like that. my 20s <laughs> it, you know you <laughs> I was there, you know, seven days a week. I think my record was like 63 days straight in the club without a break, like something <laughs> like that. So um, at, at the in uh, when the pandemic hit, I was engaged uh, to a girl I'd met at the comedy club. We'd been together five years. Um, and sometime during the engagement, I started recovery. Uh, I'm a recovering alcoholic. So late 2020, started recovery few months after recovery, relationship fell apart. We broke up. Uh, you know, I had to leave and I like got on the highway and called my mom, moved back to San Antonio. <laughs> and like, that's it. Like my old life in Dallas was just gone. Like relationship, you know, the comedy club had closed down. Like my like house and my pets and my fiance were there, but I basically never saw him again. But I continued recovery, getting sober, and just sort of had a fresh start. So hell yeah, congrats on. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, there's it. a lot of stuff to uh, say. I'm sorry for in that phrase, but also congrats on sobriety. That that shit's not easy, and it's and it's fucking worth it. Uh, Absolutely, good, good thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, this sounds like not like researching and doing a five month hike seems like a real sober guy, pro like newly sober guy project. Oh man, too. Yeah. Oh, man. my, like, <laughs> like my mentor, he said the actual words to me, it's a very first year sober thing to do. And it totally <laughs> is. it's totally like a quarter life crisis. First yep. year sober, all responsibilities gone. I will own that every single day of the week. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so rat. But why why hiking why nature why like why why test yourself there there's a lot of quarter life crises crises that you can go into you can become like a triathlete guy you can do crossfit <laughs> you can like do steroids like a lot of physical uh things you can undertake a lot of like i'm gonna write a book what made you choose like uh nature backpacking hiking or whatever yeah the the esoteric like gut level answer is like this is the idea that wanted to happen and it got made right like right. this is the thing that was asking it was i don't know like i don't know how the fuck i ended up there i think like if i analyzed it it would be that i kind of gone on like a like any type of recovery like a big part of my recovery and a big part of like getting healthier was long walks so i always got a lot out of walking and like i said i had tried camping late into my 20s and really really liked it and so 
Yeah, I was just happy when I was yeah. out in the mountains. Right. I mean, it, nature, fuck, like, you don't have to tell me once you try it why it's so, because exactly. I, I totally get it. And it does feel like a good pendulum, as someone who has countless experience with uh, substances and comedy communities, um, it does <laughs> feel like a real swing in the other direction after yeah. seven late nights a week for, uh, you know, 10, six years of uh, drinking, partying, not, you know, sleeping in, not getting the right amount of exercise, not getting the right amount of sun time, not, you know, living in a city even, just like letting that fucking beat you down. And so it's it feels like a natural, crazy pendulum swing, but in a, I, I don't mean crazy in a pejorative way, I mean just like a wild, let's say wild uh, pendulum swing where you're like, fuck it, let's get out into the, but to keep going along this path, like there, there must be some facets of your personality that this activated, because your idea of going to like, the subreddit and you even said like spreadsheet and shit. So that seems like you have a little bit of like that built into you a little bit and you, and you harness that for the, for the project, which I think is like, you know, finding what you're, what, what you, cause I want to do something like this. And what I'm like, my skill set is, uh, what I don't have one. Uh, maybe that I could do my job on the road. Like if I wanted to carry um, a podcast, well, you carry <laughs> podcast equipment. Yeah, in your I, gear, I, right? I worked. Yeah. I worked yeah. while I was out there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I want to hear I want to hear more about and I'm sure I can't I'm going to listen to all of through, but I I want to hear more about what that's like being out there like once you have your gear selected, are you bringing a t are you carrying a tent and sleeping in, in parks and shit when you can or sleeping in nature when you can? Yeah, so you pack like an ultralight tent. Um I started with a, a one person tent. I I got a little bit like I went to the two person model because it's just bigger and didn't weigh much more. But you carry a tent, you carry a, like your sleeping system. Yeah, everybody thinks in systems. Oh, um, I love this. Tent. See, this is the kind yeah. of fucking jargon. I love jargon, man. As oh, good. a long time improviser, you love the vocab. And All the right, jargon. cool. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. jargon it up. Please. Uh, so my sleep system <laughs> uh, consisted yes. of uh, my foam sleeping pads, Nemo, uh, switchback is what it's called so it folds up like an accordion so it's a foam sleeping pad many people go inflatable i went foam for the convenience and the extra pack room and the, the weight saving um and i had a sleeping quilt which is like a sleeping bag that doesn't zip up so you just wrap it around the pad so it's it's lighter and it's more packable so i went with a 20 degree thermarest sleeping quilt Ooh. um and now for I listeners a, 20 degree means that it's rated up to 20 degrees nights like it'll keep you warm in 20 degree nights which is yeah yeah pretty fucking cold <laughs> yeah it says like comfort 32 degrees uh like survival the, 20 yeah 20 <laughs> degrees whatever i mean you also wear like all your like gear and stuff um and then i had like a little inflatable pillow and that was essentially the sleeping gear and then i had my my tent um, I had my, my jacket, you know, I wore the same shirt the whole time pretty much. Um, so you don't change clothes. You smell like shit, like constantly. Um, I had a rain jacket. I had some, my, my trekking poles, my water filter, a couple water bottles, food bag, electronics, stuff to record minimal, like recording gear, a battery pack to charge my electronics. And that's, you know, and a shovel for digging holes to take a dump in. <laughs> yeah. And a shovel like, for pooping is a great, yeah, a like, shovel for that's pooping. a real, a real shift from, uh, 
uh, you know, living in a major metropolitan area <laughs> and having and a house. And there's shit. no, yeah, there's no other way to, co- there's no better way to really connect to our ancestors <laughs> into nature than to take your first uh, in the ground shit in a hole. I, uh, I had to do that for the first time on a camping trip. I had to, t- I've done it as a few times in emergencies as a kid, younger man and at the, <laughs> at, and in the ocean at, as a, uh, you know, young uh, beach bum, but. Uh, I was camping in a BLM land and there uh, it didn't have like my first campsite that didn't have built in like mm-hmm. uh, facilities. So I liberating. was liberating. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty liberating. <laughs> like the only question was we were in a super flat desert area and it was the morning. So there was like almost no direction I could go in that the two guys I was camping with just couldn't look and see. Like I was like, uh, I'm going to head west. Can you guys just set your chairs up that way so you're not looking directly at my pale white ass as I unload. <laughs> yeah, it's it's freeing in a different kind of way. Do you do like did you do like food drops along the way or like ship yourself shit or did you do like all right, well, at this next town I'll buy some fucking tuna cans or whatever. You yeah. essentially hike from town to town and you know like how far you have to go between towns. So some days you're packing out 3 days worth of food, some days you're packing out 6 days worth of food because uh, people um, who've so, done the trail before are like your best bet is to go from this little town in mexico to here to here to here to here yeah to here, that's to here. that's yeah. the cool thing about it is there's there's so many people who have already done it there's a whole ecosystem there's a whole culture there's an app where people leave comments hey this restaurant in this town is rude like uh, like yeah. seriously to that level of detail or like go here this gear store is great whatever like so uh, these guys you, will let you shower at their blah blah blah. These absolutely. guys, will, yeah, these guys right. don't knock what? on the door if you've been dumping in their diner bathroom. Exactly. For 30 minutes. Watch, yeah. watch out for the creepy dude in the white van who says he gives rides, like he's real weird, like <laughs> all of that stuff. So food supply, you go into town, you go to the grocery store. There are a couple places where it makes sense to mail a box. I think I mailed maybe a box or two the whole time, um, and you can really do it without, but. Yeah, you're eating like ramen and instant mashed potatoes and um, cliff bars and honey buns and Pop-Tarts. And if you're feeling fancy, like you give yourself a night or two of like one of those $13 dehydrated backpacker meals. But uh, yeah, it's it's the hiker trash diet. Yeah, you're just on like calorie fuel, like calorie in, calorie out fuel. I, gummy yeah, worms, I, man. It's just like, yeah. And it's got to be light. Like this, it's got to be light. It can't make you have to poop too much because you can't, like, you don't want to be dealing with that as frequent. You don't want to keep having to get the shovel out, as the kids say. But, uh, and it needs to be light and it needs to give you, like, like, I always see shit like that on, like, the forums or, like, when you're, like, in in deep looking up camping stuff. It's like, 640 calories for only three ounces of, you know what I mean? It's like, and yeah. I'm like peanut butter and jelly oatmeal bag or whatever. And you're like, okay, <laughs> sounds disgusting. But if you're saying calories per pound and let's do it, you know, I'm like, okay, I, hard to argue. <laughs> Man, I will say too, like it, a lot of it does sound disgusting. And as someone who has enjoyed like every type of munchies that there is on the planet, there's nothing like hiker hunger. It's like the best munchies you've ever had. Just like hiking 20 miles and then and then being hungry at the end of the day. Like you cannot stop eating. It's actually yes. kind of insane. Yeah. C- camping, eating, or like after like whenever I go camping, there involves some hike or some sort of physical thing of like swimming or frisbee or some shit. But like eating, you you feel such an insane hunger. It's and yep. you feel so deserving of it. 
Yeah. Like, because you're so sure. used, like, it feels so much different than when the Postmates guy leaves, like, fucking, uh, you know, Wendy's uh-huh. outside your door. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, I'm a pig. But when you're at, like, a campfire, you're cooking corn on the cob on a campfire or jamming down a huge bag of almonds and raisins at long- after you've walked six miles, you feel like I no one is allowed to tell me. And as someone who's battled with food and weight his whole life, like, the idea that it's like, this is just unlicensed. No one can say shit. You, you've earned this. There's something powerful about that, too. Yeah, I was the same, man. Like, absolutely. And, like, man, one of my favorite experiences was just, like, it's town day, and you've got to hike, like, 16, 17 miles, and you get to town, and you buy, like, one Sprite for chugging and one to take back to the hotel room or the oh, hostel or whatever. Yeah. Like, just freaking slam a you know, 32 ounce Sprite or whatever you can get. So oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm a big subcultures guy. So I okay. love the idea of like these subcultures and I've, you know, I've been, dabbled in a, a bunch of them over the course of my life. But question these towns that know that people who are doing the Pacific Crest trail are going to pop in. You said hostel. Cause you're not going to imagine that there's a lot of hostels in Southern California or Northern California, but if they're catering to this specific specific, what's the vibes like when you get, is there like, everyone's like, you gotta, you gotta pack, a, spend a few days at, uh, in this St. Luis Obispo fucking, uh, hiking town. Like, is there a town? That everyone's like post up here for a little bit. There's a bar, you know, like it's a good scene. A lot of people come through or whatever. Is there sh- shit like that? Oh, I love I, like I, that dirt bag, hippie lifestyle yeah. stuff. So yeah. That's just such an intuitive and and badass question because the, I mean you could go on and on about that, but like there is as much as the Pacific Crest Trail is a tour of nature and a you know an exploration of oneself and and the West Coast and the subculture, it is also a an incomparable adventure through small town America. And yeah, it, it, yeah, it, small it is, town North America. Yeah, like, small, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, even yeah. crazier. Three, yeah, three countries involved. <laughs> exactly, small town North America, small town USA, right? Um, uh, small town West Coast, small town California. However you want to say it, but yeah. like, um, absolutely, there are certain towns that's like this town has a really cool vibe. Um, there are some famous trail towns that have been around forever. There's, you know, like Julian in Southern California is one of the first towns you get to. They give hikers free pie um, at Mom's Pies. Um, There was a town in Northern California that my friends and I went to that not a lot of people go to called Walker. Um, It's a town called Walker and it's off of, I I forget the highway that runs through like Bishop and Lone Pine, uh, 395, I think. Uh, so it's a town off 395 called Walker and it's like tiny town. Like there's like a barbecue place, a a couple hotels, a convenience store and like an antique store. But like we, we had booked a hotel there ahead of time and like we couldn't get a ride from the trail and like the owner drove like an hour to come pick us up and like took us back to the hotel. And then like, we were the only hikers in this town. So like everyone was like super stoked to see us and to feed us and to like chat with us and ask us about our adventures and, there's and at that point, how can I just a quick ask, how long are yeah. you like by the time you're in Northern California, how long has that taken you at that point? Is that like I, I started two months in? in? Yeah, oh. I started in April. That was probably like early July. Damn. Uh, May, June, July. Yeah, it's California is the it takes a long time. To yeah, dude. I just yeah. just from I'm not a smart man, but the fucking look at the map, California 
California be tall. <laughs> yeah, California is a long state. It's most yeah. of the hike is is in California. Uh, but yeah, there's 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 hostels in in Lake Tahoe that you know PCT hikers love. There's also these people called trail angels who live in these towns, and their whole like gig, their whole thing is to like help hikers, like let them stay at their place, and they have people in and out constantly. There's even uh, right outside of LA, right before you get to the aqueduct, um, out in the desert, there is a place called Hiker Town where these people have taken. It, it, it looks like old movie set, old Western movie set type stuff. And they've like fenced it off and they rent out rooms and it's like, it's called Hiker Town. And the whole gig of the thing is like letting hikers sleep there, driving them to the little store to go get food, renting them out rooms if they want rooms, letting them camp in the yard, grilling for them. And it's just like, you show up and you're like, what is this place? And there's like, you know, 50 hikers um, Dude, hanging out. So there's this, a ton of, uh, yeah. This yeah. sounds so, that sounds so fucking cool to me. That's like, and you accidentally a answered another question I was going to have, but like I want to get into it a little bit more. Uh, so there's a specific trail. It's not like oh, and then here you like have to walk on the 101 for six miles or whatever. Like, but like so that's why when you were like a ride to these some of these towns are still a, a mile or so or uh, uh, several miles off the fucking trail. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of hitchhiking. Uh, there's hitchhiking is a huge part of it is how you get in and out of town. So there, the, the Pacific crest trail is theoretically for the most part, one trail that goes from Mexico to Canada. There's a couple little detours due to, you know, down trees or, you know, maybe there's a fire and they reroute it. Um, but essentially, yeah, it is a continuous footpath. When you go into town, sometimes you got to hitch like 45 minutes in one direction. Like, Oh and man! <laughs> some towns are harder and you're 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 i mean like when i say hitchhiking i mean like sticking your thumb out and waiting for someone to pick you up um is a not huge not, not trying to find the uber in hiker town like on your phone like using yes. solar power charger to <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's like thumbing it on the highway proper hitchhiking um which is another fun adventurous aspect of it yeah dude that's uh that's some nuts that's a nuts level of it like the idea the idea of like it's already a huge undertaking to just do it physically and then there's like the planning part where you need stuff to complete it and then there's this whole other element of like the skill set that's required to do it isn't purely just like hiking and nature knowledge like you got to have a little bit of social skills to get yourself to and from these towns and to not upset the lady when you are covered in mud and want to get a slice of pie for free or whatever. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You got to be nice. You got to be a nice. Yeah. Human. And unfortunately not all hikers are. Most of them are. It's a great community, but like that's a, there's a whole social contract and interchange of, uh, you know, I like, I like to say love, like, you know, if you're, you're getting a lot of love out there, so, so make sure to give it back. But yeah, it helps to be a good person. Um, yeah. I, I like yeah. that. I like that vibe. I found that amongst, you know, like the whole, like, Hey, campsite, your campsite's next to mine. How's it like the friendliness of the hike? Like that totally. world. And that feels like we're talking about the purest distillation of it, of people who are on the Pacific. Now, I'm sure you run into people who are like getting on around San Diego and getting off in central California or like, right. People are doing legs of it or, you know, it's not, it's not this thorough life-changing project for them. But did, did you like, have any uh you know road warriors or mates for uh, periods of time for ch like a chunk of time like 
uh, either planned like, oh, my buddies are going to meet me in NorCal and we're going to go all the way to Oregon together or or just like met this freak hitchhiking and we kind of t- <laughs> we're on the, we were on the same cycle for three months or, you know, three weeks or whatever. And so they say one of the, you know, I think one of the unanticipated or least expected challenges of the PCT is that social aspect, keeping up with people uh, or, you know, having friends for a period of time and then like, see you later, everyone goes at their own pace. Or like you said, some people are doing sections. Um, So yeah, there are a lot of section hikers out there. And there are a lot of like, short friendships that uh, come and go. And it's, it's kind of a difficult thing. Um, I started with a, a group of um, there's a girl from Utah. There were two Danish brothers and a guy from Arizona. And we started in the desert together and we were like super tight. And we were like, oh, you're you're my trail family the rest of the way. And like we did like stay in touch and some of them stayed together. But like I got super sick in a town and like they kind of hiked on without me. And that, I, yeah, you're like, so, yeah, I get it. Like you go that feels like a fucking movie go on without me like oh it's it's so much like that yeah absolutely (laughs) and then but then i ended up meeting uh people that i would hike pretty much the rest of the time with and so you never know what's gonna happen um and there were people that came and went for sure um met these kids doing the john muir trail which is a section of the pacific crest trail they were 17 and 19 like super cool kids we they were like our little sons that we adopted into our group and we called them the Goonies and then <laughs> bonded with them and then they were gone, you know, and, and that wait, that the John Muir trail. Does that go yeah. through like uh big pine Lake or Lone? Cause I feel like, or near yeah. there. Cause it, I, I, when I camped there pick, recently, pick it up in Lone Pine. Like, yeah. Oh, that's wild. That's cool. It, yeah. So it's part of the PCT. It goes through the Sierra Nevada mountain range and uh, it intersects the PCT for like 200 something miles. So you run into a lot of people coming south on the John Muir. Oh, John Muir oh yeah, that's no no one really does the PCT north to south, right? Uh, so it's called southbound hikers. It's much yeah. more rare. Uh, it's much more rare. People do it, and they're like animals. It's it takes like it's like a totally different physical endeavor, and you have a shorter window. And um, so some people uh, do. Is that just because of weather? It's because of weather. Yeah. There was a lot of late snow in like Washington and Oregon last year. So people just were, you know, in the summertime, like trudging through snow on the northern part of the PCT um, in kind of the late spring. So, yeah, you have, you have a shorter window because of weather. Um, so it makes like sense to go 90 to go northward. Yeah. 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 It makes like sense to go northward because. Yeah, because it's so warm down there, and you could do that in the cold start in the colder months. And as it warms up, you're not like in Washington State in the win in their winter. You're there in their summer, which is a little more appealing of a hike. Then, yeah, yeah, you got. More <laughs> and you're time. not in Mexico in the summer mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It wouldn't be an episode of High and Mighty without me talking about Athletic Greens. You know I take my AG1 every day by Athletic Greens because I can't take my pills on on an empty stomach in the morning. It makes me a little nauseous. I wanted to get uh, a, a first awesome step of the day. You've heard me talk about this countless times. I like it right first thing in the morning. And if for some reason I don't, which is usually when I'm hungover or something like that, I'll throw it in uh, later on in the day. But I always have it before my coffee. I'm ready to go. It makes me feel like I've done something good for my body already, and I've only been up for like 45 seconds. 
So it really helps me get me going. And it's an easy way to get 75 vitamins, minerals, and a whole food sourced ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. So you got to get on that AG1. 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, fam. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's just a scoop uh, in water once a day. It's not hard, and it's uh, a great, easy first step in the morning uh, towards a healthy. It like You take that first healthy step, the rest of your steps that day have a higher chance of being healthy. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mighty. That's athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Check it out. Are you tired of endless search for the perfect outfit? Well, Stitch Fix is here to help. Use their online platform and personal stylist. You'll have access to custom wardrobe that fits your style and budget. Let me make it even more specific to me. Have a weird body? Does shopping stress you out because not every place fits the way you want it to fit, etc., etc., etc.? Well, Stitch Fix is the easy way to get clothes that fit you without having to endlessly scroll through options. Answer a few questions, uh, what you like to wear, your price range, uh, your sizes. They'll find you your perfect fit. And do you know how good it feels to just look at stuff that is in your size? So frequently I'm on a website and be like, yo, this looks dope. Click on it. Sorry, we only have extra mediums, not double XLs for the big boy. And I'll tell you what, Stitch Fix goes from XS to 3XL. Damn, fam, that's for real. And they got over a thousand brands and styles you know you'll love. Check them out. Even I have found clothes that work for me very well. Actually, I didn't find them. I got them from Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix found them for me. So right now, Stitch Fix is offering my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash mighty. That's stitchfix.com slash mighty for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash mighty. So are you, do you have your phone with you and do you have service part of the time? Are you like at any point laying in your tent, like looking on Instagram, DMing friends sure. from Dallas For and being like, sure. okay. Yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> what I've noticed, I post on, I have kind of like a, a I, I have a TikTok page where I post a lot about hiking and I get to see people's reactions and their comments and their questions. And I think a, a lot of people in their mind, they picture this as like very rugged, very like you never see another human being. You don't, you're off the grid and it is, it's it's truthfully not like that so right. like yeah man i i was still as addicted to my phone out there as i am now <laughs> like you should see it when you get on trail and there's like a pocket of service at the top of a mountain there's like seven or eight hikers just like like doing all their internet shit um, like, uh, but, uploading all the photos responding to all the family texts doing whatever they got to do because they're about to lose service again uh facetiming the girl real quick uh, the, yeah their man, partner like, yeah I learned you can get HBO Max, Netflix, Disney Plus on your phone and download stuff to your phone in town and take it with you on trail. So I watched like the Obi-Wan Kenobi series <laughs> in the, uh, in on, the, at uh, night in, in your tent, in the tent, man. Yeah. And yeah, that's totally. awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're, you're selling me on this, too. Like, I don't have to completely give up content. And no. uh, <laughs> and if I 
pick up some cannabis and I, I know you're uh, sober, but if I pick up some cannabis once I get outside of Mexico into Southern California, it's all legal states the whole way. Like, I, I think I could survive hiking. I think I could do I think I could do five months. I, yeah. And I, I really want to try this. You like my life is not built in any way where I have time to do this, but <laughs> you're inspiring me because I'm like thinking about how funny it would be to like also try to make my backpack as light as pi- possible while I'm still like 80 pounds overweight. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my pack has to be 36 pounds. It can't be 37. It's like, dude, you're 306 pounds. <laughs> like drop 20 pounds. So the hike's easier. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, I, I can't encourage it enough. Like uh, if, if you can find some way to do it i it's i always say like it'll ruin you in the best way possible but like you could go at your own pace people start at all different levels of ability and like and paces also you don't hike in mexico so you'll be legal like the uh ah, in california. Like, you start, you start in california. like at the border yeah like yeah you'll, you'll never be hurting for weed on trail There's, <laughs> I, I mean it is like it is the biggest moving party uh in the country it's just a giant moving party that's, right, you get to yeah. some area where everyone's got their tents set up, uh, and you're like, and people are like, where sit around a fire together. What do you do around a fire? Yeah, I can only imagine. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and cannabis is lighter than alcohol on the trail, so uh, and d- less dehydrating. So you know, pack light, pack sativa. No, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, dude. This is now. What what is something? I, I'm going to ask you a, a couple of specific like. Would you go shoe wise? That's like my biggest panic. Like you have to have like the most reliable pair of footwear, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, there are like five types of shoes people use, and the number one are called ultras. They're trail runners. So a lot of people think like hiking boots, but uh, the thing to do is wear trail runners. They're lighter. I wear trail runners on my hikes. Yeah. I don't do anything like I'm not hiking in the snow ever really down here. So yeah, yeah it's all. The whole time I used a shoe called uh, Ultra Lone Peak Sixes. They're trail runners. They're what are called zero drop. So you don't say less. Uh-huh. I love a zero drop. Yeah. You mean that the toe and heel are at the same? There's no lift exactly. or cushion. Oh, that's my yeah. wheelhouse, dude. That's exactly. Yeah, I, I wear exclusively like New Balance Minimus, and I hike in like uh, the Nike uh, Terra Kygers or whatever the fuck they're called that are like. They're not zero drop, but they're close. And this is this is exciting me. I am literally writing down all of this exact. Dude, you're more ready to go than you realize. <laughs> like, you know, drive down to the border, start walking north, and see what happens. <laughs> like, uh, you figure it out as you go. Like, um, but yeah, the ultras are great. Uh, put some insoles in them, and uh, they're they're the lightest on the market. And um, yeah, I still use them. Lone Peak Sixes is what they're called. Oh, awesome. <laughs> i will now and then my next question is along along the way like the hbo max thing was really intriguing was there anything that you were surprised was an issue or you were surprised something you thought was going to be a major issue and then wasn't on the trail or uh something yeah something that you didn't even like foresee that was like i couldn't believe how annoying bugs were or you know like my socks got wet at one point and it was a disaster you said you got sick like that's that sounds fucking brutal <laughs> yeah i could tell <laughs> that's that like story. the worst time to get sick yeah yeah uh, uh, so in terms of like things i didn't anticipate you said bugs the you've never seen mosquitoes if you think you've seen mosquitoes, uh, go to the Sierra Nevada mountains in the summertime. And it's just like, will like I, people were having like mental breakdowns, uh, because of the mosquitoes, like they're just clouds of them. 
Um, and you know, I, I luckily I had my deet on me, but I, I, I've never seen mosquitoes like that before. Um, that's horrifying. I seen some like swarms on trails before and they didn't, they weren't mosquitoes. It's still just a swarm of bugs is terrifying. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say like, I'm not sure that, um, it's easy to mentally prepare for what hiking eight to nine to 10 to 11 to 12 hours a day. It really truly feels like uh, every day, like on your psyche. Right. Cause like right. you're hiking for the most part alone and you're stuck with your, like, I always like to say like, uh, I'm stuck with this asshole, this asshole referring to me. Like yeah. that's who I'm spending <laughs> the most time with. So I think like, you can't really put into words how much of a relationship you're going to be forced to develop with yourself and like how much shit you're going to be working through. You're oh, really, yeah. I can only, you're, there's not enough podcasts and audiobooks in the world to get, to not get you really fucking introspective after day I, 21 of being alone on the trail. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you're camping with people and you've got your friends, but that's, an, that's another thing. I think, you know, everyone has a different experience. A lot of people see this as very solitary, but the reality is it's very social. And um, I think the, the you have to be prepared to um, to like meet and be attached to and lose people. And then also um, like coming back from it was so hard. I had no oh, idea. I yeah, didn't even think of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it must that, suck to like have to wait for the blue hand signal to cross the street or <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. That was the biggest of my problems. I was like, why can't I walk anywhere? No. Uh, like, <laughs> man, it's just, I, I, it's a combination of things, but you like say goodbye to people. Everyone goes their own way. You, you start to go back to quote unquote normal life. And your body's also just used to this like insane amount of exercise endorphins dopamine novelty nature fresh air nature fresh yeah. air and man like the first week i could barely get out of bed like and it was surprising i i didn't expect it to be so palpable so i wish i would have prepared a little bit better for for that oh yeah i mean that's like uh i don't know what your scene was uh pre-sober days but that's like frying your fucking dopamine receptor and serotonin yeah. receptors and then coming back and being like Cool. Let me open up my laptop at, at, in my fucking uh, apartment or wherever I live now. You know what I mean? It's like that's a real hard, as we used to call it, the come down. It's a fucking brutal come down off that. It, it was certainly a come down. Certainly oh. a come down. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, now. Did this? Is this like the first of ma many physical adventures for you? Like, is this something where you're like, oh, I got bit by that bug. Now it's time to find a job, make some cash, and then take six months off and do the Incan trail or do some other crazy ass fucking uh, setup through hiking ruined me. Like it ruined me. Like I, I want to do it all the time. Like it's all I want to do. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's like my next goal is a through hike. So kind of no, loosely... wait, so, sorry, just you. Cause that's the name of your, uh, of the show is okay. through as well. What, what is, what makes something through hiking? It's not like you don't get out where you started more or less. Yeah. A, a through hike, like the loose definition I would say is, hiking a trail from end to end um so it, in in kind of the u.s through hiking world it's the pacific crest trail the continental divide trail and the appalachian trail are the three big hikes but any trail that you do you know if you did the john muir trail from where it starts to where it ends that's a through hike of the john muir trail right, so you're doing right. it from 
from mile zero of that trail to the last mile of it. On the Pacific Crest Trail, some people say like anything over 500 miles. Some people call that a long ass section hike or a lash if you do like 500 miles. But I, I, I love I, that there's like a <laughs> passive aggressive term for like, yeah, you practically hiked it. A nice lash, buddy. Like, yeah, like yeah. That. And like, my thing is like, who cares? Uh, it's like if you do a, it's a through, like you're in the through hiking world, you're a through hiker, like whatever. Yeah. Like it's all just def- definitions and semantics. Um, but that's what through hiking is. It's it's doing a trail from end to end. Oh man! So do you have do you have any other uh, targets? And I don't mean if there are future seasons, don't spoil them. But like, if you uh, is there any other like? Oh, everyone who's done the Pacific Crest is like after that you you got to do that because like the Appalachian one is a kind of famous one on the East yeah. Coast. Yeah, and I, I'm from the East Coast originally, so I didn't. But that one is a little less uh, like weather friendly. Like that one you run yeah like it's a little it feels a little dicier for and it really depends yeah it really depends on the year because like this year the pacific crest trail is almost impossible because of the record snowfall in the mountains so this year's hikers are having a real tough time um shit yeah but i would i would love to do the appalachian trail and the continental divide trail and wait where's the continental divide trail i don't know so the continental divide is through the rockies so it starts uh at the border of new mexico and mexico and it goes through uh colorado uh wyoming montana uh, uh, up to the border of canada oh damn that's um, that's probably some elevation changes uh, it's it's the most rugged it's only like 70 percent complete so there's a lot of choose your own adventure and it's oh fuck that fuck that i don't i'm not yeah i need to be on one that's like there's obvious like an arrow says this way for more uh through hiking (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i would love to do those but my sights right now are set on the te araroa in new zealand so it's a hike across from tip to tip on the island of New Zealand. Um, oh, also dude, a through hike. Yeah, I've spent a little bit of time in and around Auckland, like a couple of trips down there because my wife had to go there for work. So I got free room and board and tagged along. Uh, but that's a fucking beautiful country and their nature is banana. You're like hiking through Jurassic Park down there. Dude. Yeah, it's fucking cool. And it's not a huge island. So what? what is like that sounds like a perfect like. Yeah, it's shorter than California, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I think it's like eighteen hundred miles total. Oh wow! Um, so the Pacific Crest Trail is twenty six fifty. I think the TA is what they call it. Um, is uh eighteen hundred. Um, and it takes the you know four or five months, something like that. And you do it. You start in September because there are they are upside is, down seasons. They're upside yeah. down seasons. Yeah. So uh, that's I would really love uh really love to do that. Yeah. So, and you go from south to north on that one? I'm not sure. I need to to get into my research. I think I think you go from north to south. Um, but I'm sure people do both. All right. But I don't I don't know which one is uh is the one that people do the most. Um, I haven't started my research on it because I know I'll just like get it, impatient. A little yeah. too in- all encompassing yeah. for you. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> September, like the ideal would be September of next year. I'd be doing that. Oh man, yeah. dude. Uh, I let me know. I got to follow along on social media. I got to, sure. I got to keep, um, what, what can, what do you do to chase that feeling that you got on the through when you don't have five free months? Is it uh, a weekend of camping, a, a pack in pack out couple of nights somewhere, a some sort of glamping nature situation? Like what, what, what do you do to try to 
what's the word about, uh, approximate that experience. I mean, I know there's nothing like hiking three, over 3,000 miles, but what do you do to like chase that sensation or to do warm up versions of or something <laughs> in the meantime? Like, or, Endless- or, for for a listener who's like that sounds amazing i just don't know when i'd be able to do that like what what could be like a small you know like i guess the answer is a sort of and I, you tell me what you do personally but i would guess maybe you know a hike in, a pack in pack out hike where you like do glacier national park in four or five you know some loop or something like that with your gear or some shit uh, man for me it's the endless pursuit of novelty <laughs> it's uh there's new experiences and it's it's my inability to sit still right like I think the through hiking thing goes way deeper. It has to do with like my existential dread and my recovery and all that stuff. And it's like, um, we, you know, sorry to interrupt you. You really hit uh, like you hit me in the heart bone when you said the the pursuit of novelty. Yeah, I just love new experiences so much as well. Like I'm always chasing. That's how I end up knowing about all these different subcultures or being part of it. You know, like taking going scuba diving. I feel like is a great parallel because it's very gear based as well yeah so like it activates a lot of that in people and like uh camping and scuba has those overlaps i'm taking adult martial arts you know what i mean right i'm a fucking i love chasing these weird things that make me happy but are at first step a little nerve-wracking and i think like that's about my improv background or my like i like i've missed that I ch- I miss that unknowing uh, like what the yes. fuck is about to happen vibe. So chasing that is so such an appeal to me. Like Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, so so you're pursuing novelty. What does that what does that mean for you in the interim in between uh through hikes or lashes? I moved to Los Angeles. Hey, welcome. Right? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh I I moved to LA, right? Uh, I, I met a great girl here. I've got a new girlfriend. Like we, yeah. we move fast. We're you know this is her apartment that I moved into <laughs> that we're staying in. Man, you got, keep that dirtbag hiker lifestyle going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I pay my rent. I pay my okay, rent. Okay, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> um, and you know it's a combination of planning the next one really gets me motivated. She she w- was agreeable to planning for the TA in 2024. So that like. Honestly, that gives me life. Like if I have another one to look forward to, I can put my head down and do my work and like and like that's my carrot to yeah. to go. But it feels less shitty like working long hours if you're like come September, I'm taking 6 months to go across the globe and across a country. Yeah. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. And and like you said, overnight backpacking trips. I went back on the PCT for an overnight with her um a few weeks ago and it was like surprisingly like so good for me um in in a way that i didn't expect but it was like really nice to be like this is still here i can still come and do a short part of this and yeah. take someone and show them where i camped last year and and throw the backpack on and and take it out um oh i did a walk from uh just outside of los angeles to las vegas that was about 200 miles i did that in march to promote the show at podcast movement so like definitely got my distance hiking in there whoa um, where where yeah where, that was where do you can't where, where do you camp or stop along that like you can't hike 15 nah, right no 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 nah. yeah well i walked along 15 but like it was it was um it was to promote the show that was coming out the day of podcast movement in las vegas oh so, so so you had a little bit of support it wasn't like i yeah. had someone i did the miles but i had someone picking me up and taking me to and fro the route and I would I would sleep at a hotel. Okay, um, smart. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I did, man. I walked along 15, like through the Mojave and like over those mountains down into Nevada. Um, oh, awesome! 
Yeah. What does Vegas look like on foot from the desert? Because that's a real highlight when you're driving that route, which uh, dr- to be honest, Cody, I got to give you credit because driving it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, <you laughs> like know, walking it has got to be a fucking uh, pain in the ass because driving it is stressful. <laughs> Man, walking it hurt. It was worse than the PCT. Like it hurts so bad. I don't know why, but my knees are just like not feeling it. And it was just, it was, it was grueling. Um, but I will say, uh, right before you get to the state line of Nevada and California, you you go over those mountains and you descend down the Mojave into Prim Nevada with Buffalo Bills and uh, whiskey peaks. Yeah. And I, man, I stayed at <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills was base camp for like four nights, and it's like the most depressing place in the world. Uh, just old <laughs> casino on the state line, but just coming over the mountains and like the Mojave deserts, like out in front of you was pretty cool like it was i can it was imagine pretty breathtaking um it, walking into vegas you you it's just it's kind of like you're going through the desert you see those big colorful rocks that everyone stops at at the on the side of the highway yeah, and yeah. then you're on las vegas boulevard and it just changes from desert to suburbs to uh las vegas the um, strip was, yeah yeah the strip and I, I was live streaming it on tiktok and what was cool was as I was getting into town, a bunch of people from Vegas were watching the live stream and like eight people like stopped me on the side of the highway. I was like, oh, I'm watching you right now. Like, uh, let me say <laughs> no, that's hi. so like, rad. It was the coolest thing. That's how cool. you makes you feel like Rocky, you know, like running a little Philadelphia bit. and a, people a, join a, in. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So that's what I do. Seek oh, new experiences. Speaking yeah. of seek new experiences, a couple years ago, I decided to try to do some half marathons all because the one I wanted to do was the Vegas half where you run the strip. They shut it down. It's the only time the strip is shut down like all year long. Mm. And you get to run the strip at night. Like the, the race is at night too. Cool. So speak like it's not the same at all. But I was it was interesting to do something so physical in a city that's like so gluttonous to me. At least my relationship with Vegas is like consumption. It's alcohol, it's weed, uh-huh. it's food, and it's gambling. But to be like there jogging and getting like a massage and getting ready to go do a fucking half marathon was just such a weird vibe but i hate i hate running and i hated it and i I did too because i also did the nap at a sonoma because that was also another like uh you call it novel experiences which i really like i've always referred to it i my wife the shorthand with me and my wife is checking boxes I'm like, I'm a uh, box okay. checker. It's like, that right. sounds like something I'd like to do. So at some point, I'm putting it on my list, and that box is going to get checked. I'm going to do blank. Like, And now this through hiking shit has got me like geared up, man. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> all I need is a huge emotional fucked up thing to happen to me, and I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I start, like, start exactly. rooting for like a divorce so I have a reason to hike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can manufac- <laughs> manufacture some tragedy in your life. Uh, man, I... I have experienced FOMO is what I call it. Like if I hear about something cool, it's like, man, how am I not ever going to do that? Like, I want to know what that's like. So it's like, I want to do all, all of the shit. And it's funny. Something I want to, my listener, like if you look back over the course of like the 400 something episodes of my podcast I've done and you look at the titles, these are all things I'm kind of interested in and they're all over the fucking place. Like uh, back backpacking or through hiking with you talking about all the, and that's all I've been chasing my whole life. So to find someone that's also doing that shit. But I want my listeners to know that if any one of these things seems at all interesting to you, but seems overwhelming, there's always like an intro version or a level yes. one version of any like scuba diving scares you. Check out snorkeling. Scuba yep. diving uh, intrigues you. 
you got to get certified. So you got to take classes anyway. It's not like as nothing is as daunting as it seems because just we're talking about the end result of like what Cody what Cody did is some fucking peak level amazing shit. Hike the Pacific Crest Trail. But well before that is num- a numerous experiences that you could uh, feel that vibe during without the 3000 miles and half a year off. Like, I just want people to know, like. You can chase these experience. You can get experience from where you're like, oh, I wish I I wish I was a martial arts master. Of course, that's impossible to like do starting at 41. Unless, you know, you do it for 30 years. Maybe you end up being one of those cool old white bearded guys that was mad good at karate. But you can at least take classes and experience martial arts that way and meet people who are into it as well. And like get into another subculture like there's ways to do something you dream of doing that maybe if it seems too dark i always wanted to row across the atlantic there is a small much smaller versions of all these huge projects like chop it up and that's how i tackle any huge project is like zoom it all the way back to just what's step one and let me do step one and then next time i do it i'll do step one and two and then keep adding and keep adding absolutely and you can always quit it's okay to quit stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> like right. you can tr- try stuff and quit. Like that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I, like, I don't want to be labeled a quitter, but if you've never, if you never even do it, what is, what, what is quote unquote better or worse? Like, yeah, I always wanted to do karate, but I never did it. I always wanted to do karate. I tried it and I quit. Uh, it wasn't for me. At least, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. At least you got that taste. You got that sniff. Uh, before <laughs> Before I uh, get you out of here, Cody, I had one last question. Then we'll talk a little bit about plugs where people can find through and all that jazz. Where near L.A. does the PCT hit? Like where like if I want to just get on it uh, as locally as possible for a little bit, what, what is that? Angeles does it go through the Angeles? Is it? Yeah. Or- yeah. Uh, it's a, there's actually a good amount of access points. So it crosses under I-10 right over by um, Palm Springs, like uh, outside of LA. So like on the way to Palm Springs, um, it goes under I-10 right where the route to Mount San Jacinto is. Oh, well, wait, you live in LA now? So you got to call it the 10. That way. Oh, yeah. yeah. My girlfriend gives me sh- so much shit because apparently calling it I-10 is a, is oh, a Texas yeah. thing. Well, yeah. hey, I'm a New Yorker, so I was calling all these shits highways and parkways, and they were like, no, they're uh, freeways because you don't have to pay. They're free yeah. to you. And I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Oh, so, yeah, I, I, so I'm doing my duty as a, a 10-year vet of the uh, LAC. Right. The 10. So you, yeah, come anyway, on, you can come underneath I-10. That's yeah. where it cuts through there in the desert. That's yeah, fucking rad. Yeah, got the 10. The PCT intersects the 10. Uh, <laughs> and, and it goes north from there. So it goes up. It takes a western turn after pretty much after that, I think. And so you can pick it up. It goes through like Big Bear Lake and Wrightwood. And then it goes to – it crosses um, – 15 i think uh over uh, uh cajon pass which is where i like i started the the walk to to vegas so that was pretty accessible from la it goes west for a long time um out by um acton and um i think it's called natchez is how you say it uh, i think you're right like out, yeah out in the desert and you can pick it up there too and it goes along the la aqueduct for 20 miles so um there's a lot of different access points um I would say like the Acton section is probably the the closest to drive through, but you can go out to Wrightwood and get it. You can go to Big Bear and get it. You can go out to uh, I-10 and pick it up as well. Oh, awesome. I sometimes, 10. sorry. Get it right, Cody. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. 
Why you? You know what? Why don't you leave town for five months <laughs> to find yourself uh, okay, and come back? Yeah. <laughs> he, I, no, I swear I can say the in front of the freeways. <laughs> well, I I recently was in New Orleans and uh, uh, the ten is there. We got on like the ten to get yep. to the airport, and in my head I was like, I should drive the t-. like the FOMO hit me like in my experience. I was like, I should drive the ten from Santa Monica all the way to New Orleans, and like yeah. I just had that idea because. <laughs> I keep talking about it on the pod, and I think I'm doing that partially for like uh, uh, someone to keep me stick, keep make me stick to it. I kind of want to plan a little mini tour that where I'm driving and and camping out, like around you know, leave L.A., do like a little coastal tour where I'm st- like a through tour where I stop along the way, do it, do a high and mighty at a venue here and slow, and then the next night I'm in a, a little further north, the next night I'm a little further north and car camp slash you know boondog or whatever and and make my way that's like my next and then that seems like a way to finance it via athletic small athletic greens advertising (laughs) yeah (laughs) man i i did the west coast road trip thing for like two months uh in 2021 it was kind of the precursor like got it's kind of what set off the whole pct thing um it's just as fun like it's just as much of an experience to to go up and down the west coast and car camp and you know stay in whatever little towns like Oh, hell it's, yeah. I had an awesome time doing that. And there's some really cool places um, you can see. If you make it up all the way, I made it up all the way to Washington, went to the Olympic National Forest and like the Ho Rainforest up there. It's, oh, awesome. it's unreal. Oh, yeah. that's fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, man, well, Cody, this was so rad for me to talk to you and uh, inspirational in a very specific way. And that I'm like, how old can you think, do you think you could be in still? Oh, that's a question. Run yeah. past, uh, run into any real old heads on the trail? Like, oh uh, man, yeah. I think the most common age for hikers is like twenties and sixties. Uh, the, the people like, are like with the minimal amount of responsibilities. Exactly. Life. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> yeah. makes sense. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. But there were plenty, <laughs> plenty of of sixty, sixty five plus. Man, there is this guy um, from San Diego who I met early on in the trail, and he was a character. Um, and I won't identify him by name or trail name, but man, he was just like, he was a lifelong burner and he was just like handing out handfuls of shrooms and he was just there to party. Uh, and he was, oh, he was a hoot. Awesome. And, and also just like really cool dude, like into a lot of the like meditation and stuff that I'm into. And um, so there are plenty, plenty of what you might call old heads out there. Um, Hell they yeah. Have, they, they party too. So don't underestimate them. Uh, that's good news because that might be uh, when I get a chance to do it again. <laughs> uh, uh, have you have you ever seen the documentary Valley Uprising? About no. like, uh, uh, it's not at all this, but it, it's in the spirit, and it really I found it to be kind of inspiring. It's about like a in the seventies, a group of like hippie dirtbag climbers that were hiding in Yosemite Park from park and like living in the park, like quote unquote illegally. And uh, it's kind of like about the vibes of what that was like running from the park rangers and like yeah. uh, living like in this like, uh, you know, s- scrap together community. And it it's kind of it kind of got me inspired for like more dirtbag esque lifestyle stuff. So the second uh, your the PR team reached out to me about this, I was like, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And I also now have the ability to talk to this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love to hear it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Me I'm too. proud to be 
a representative of dirtbags, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't have to. Wait, uh, Emma, my engineer, pull that quote and just air that on every fucking... <laughs> Hardly. Hey, Co- but, Cody, what's this yeah. dirtbag thing I'm hearing about? No, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, man, this is a real pleasure. Now let's talk a little bit about Through, where people can get it, what uh, what people should be looking out for. Let's let's get into the the marketing, the promo. Let's Let's discuss. Absolutely. So Through, wherever you get podcasts, T H R U, T H R U. Yep. Yeah. And the first episodes that are coming out right now, um, the first twenty-eight somewhere around there, are these vignette snapshots. They're made by producers from audio I sent back, so it's like you get to read my trail diary. Um, I don't even listen or like approve what goes in, and I sent a lot of like just you know losing my mind type of stuff back to them, and they put <laughs> a lot of uh, spiraling on audio for sure, for <laughs> sure. So it's like. You get to like be a fly on the wall and like see what it's like inside of a person's head uh, walking on trail. There's also recordings of people I hiked with. And then later on in the year, I'll release the series I'm producing, which is a narrative docu-series narration, sound design, kind of from the, the 30,000 foot view of um, before, during, and after the hike. So oh, that's recovery, rad. the hike, and afterwards, all that stuff. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so if you're uh, take out your phone right now, whatever app you're listening to High and Mighty on and add through subscribe uh, and listen, but at minimum subscribe. That's yes. what I tell them. Yes. Like, get to it eventually. But at least let's 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 juice the metrics here a little bit. Let's fuck with the algo, baby. Uh, and anything else uh, you want to plug, Cody? This was a real pleasure, man. Thank you. Yeah, TikTok and Instagram, Cody's going through it, T H R U. Um, those are my social <laughs> yeah. channels. And yeah, I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, on. man, please. This was a blast. As for my plugs, as always, uh, 101 Places to Party Before You Die now on HBO Max. Uh, we're trying to get more episodes. Help us figure that out. And then also, actionboys.biz for super long conversations about classic action movies. Not for everybody, but maybe it's for you. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. (laughs) It's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. (laughs) Now... Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to, like, see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. 
To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs>